0: Welcome to the second season of Cover Story with Stephanie Shanahan, a podcast where we take apart the song covers we love and take a deep dive into the stories behind them. With me, Stephanie Shanahan. We're kicking off this season with a very special guest. And I have to say that because he happens to be my husband of 27 years. But it's also true. Kamiwa Shonikan and I met on a dance floor, and we've had an ongoing, decades-long conversation about music and the soundtrack of our lives. Our song for this episode is I Believe in You and Me.
1: I believe in you and me I believe that we will be In love
0: eternally The Four Tops were the first to release this song as part of its One More Mountain album. The song was written in 1982 by Sandy Linzer and David Wolfert, but it was also covered by Whitney Houston as part of her 1996 film, The Preacher's Wife.
1: I believe in dreams again. I believe
0: that love will never end. And that's how I discovered this song. Houston also performed this song at the 50th annual Grammy Awards in 1998. My beloved and I sat down in KBIA studios for a conversation about this song and what it says about relationships, love, and life over the course of a long and lovely marriage. And we debated a bit about which version is better, the Four Tops and Levi Stubbs version, or Whitney. Will we choose along gender lines? You might be surprised by where my guest and I land on this one. I was. Enjoy this episode of Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan. Kamiwa, well, thanks for coming in. You're most welcome. hmm I had Faramola, our firstborn, in last season and um she talked about a song that actually she referenced her dad um as as she talked about that song this time i'm asking you to come in and talk about a a different song um what song are we going to talk about today
1: we are going to talk about i believe in you and me
0: good i love that song i believe in you and me um first recorded by the four tops and then covered Beautifully by the great Whitney Houston. Why? Why did you pick this song, Tom's?
1: Um, number one, I think I'm an old head. I I am kind of trapped in the music of the seventies, mm-hmm. and so s- late sixties, early seventies. So um, much of that music really appeals to me. Secondly, I think this song really captures um, what commitment and long. Commitment and marriage should be. Mm-hmm. It it sounds very idyllic, mm-hmm. but it is something to aspire to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely get to the lyrics of the song. Yes, it sounds idyllic, but this song actually, when you dig into the lyrics, it's really about how a couple, how two people struggle, get through struggle, and find their way to to the other side. I think. Because we've been married for so long, 27 years, we get asked a lot, you know, oh, how did you make it? Oh, it looks so beautiful. And we always tell people that this came with a lot of hard work, right? Correct. Um, And so this song actually is a song that takes us back to thinking about all the ways in which we've worked with each other to believe in each other, to find our way to a solution, to a, a compromise, a way of, of getting through to our next year, our next um, part of, of goal the goal journey. Post, correct. But let's go back to the 80s. Let's talk about the music you were listening to in, in the 80s. What, what was the music that defines that part of your upbringing?
1: So, um, uh, how I got to know music, like music, well, I would, I would, I would say this came a lot from my father. Mm-hmm. My father was a classical music enthusiast, but he was very, very open to James Brown mm-hmm. and Otis <laughs> Redding right. and Michael Jackson. That was that was my um, my early introduction to music. Mm-hmm. I must say, too, my brothers, my elder brothers, too, had an influence on that too, mm-hmm. because. Um, in the 70s. And they were much older than they were you, much, so yeah, they really
0: older. were into the music. Correct. The
1: you know, they went, mm-hmm. they went into the music and with James Brown
0: mm-hmm.
1: and... You Parliament
0: know, Funkadelic. Yeah,
1: and even, you 70s. know, yeah, and Barry White and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, that was fun.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I mentioned earlier that you and I met on the dance floor, right? Mm-hmm. So we 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 literally a DJ saved our lives, um, <laughs> right? So we we met on the dance floor. We started talking about music, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first thing that connected us correct. was our shared love of music. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about African American music that was around at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we met in 1990, correct? And then we talked about Fela and Nikolak Bakuti. Mm-hmm. So I I would love to hear you talk about what this particular song means to you. Particularly, let's talk first about the Four Tops version. Mm -hmm. So we know the Four Tops, of course, a very important group for men who did amazing, amazing hits, wonderful um, melodies wonderful harmonies actually. Um, and then for this song, which is one of their later hits, it's really just Levi Stubbs, Correct. right? Correct. So can you talk about what he does with this song? How would you characterize his voice the way he does this song?
1: For Levi Stubbs um, and that song and his delivery of that song or his work on that song, you could hear a lot of emotion that sounded very real for a man at his age to be singing with such passion. It sounded as if it came from a place of experience, mm-hmm. a reservoir of knowledge mm-hmm. and also an, an, an opportunity to instruct. Mm-hmm. Not just in terms of the words, but also in terms of the emotions and the delivery mm. of the of the of the of the message.
0: And as we said earlier, this message is one of doesn't matter what we go through we are going to continue believing in each other Correct. and that belief that common ground that we stand on will take us through that's that's what Levi Stubbs does with that song Correct. just before Levi Stubbs died he um, was in his wheelchair and Aretha Franklin did it with with him Correct. Um, and he his voice was definitely shaky, shaky and and yet Still delivered it masterfully. masterfully.
1: Yeah. Shangri La, Shang. I believe in you and me. It's coming back, guys. That is one of the few performances that I can watch.
0: You know, again and again, yes.
1: because it's um, a performance filled with genuine emotion, mm-hmm. and you and I would say gratitude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the way he delivered
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: The, um, the, um, the, the story. That right.
0: They, this idea of because they're from the, they were from Motown as well. Correct. The four Stacks. tops. Yes. Well, no. Yes, back. Motown. Motown. yeah. Then Detroit.
1: Detroit. Detroit. Pretty much. More. Correct,
0: more. Yeah. More importantly, and which is the connection to Aretha. That's correct. Um, and to see Aretha sing the song with him. Mm-hmm. In miracles, yes. I
1: believe in miracles.
0: Levi's voice is a You know, it's towards the end, end of his life, he's very, um, you know, he is in a wheelchair. Um, and they have to help him, you know, some of the lyrics and so on, but it's just so touching how she, she leads him along in in that song and when we hear what those lyrics are, you know, I believe that we will always be in love eternally, you know, those those lyrics then take us from a romantic love to even a spiritual love. Yes, very much Mm -hmm. so.
1: and you could you couldn't help but feel the church in the mm-hmm. in that delivery in that particular performance mm-hmm. because um, not only did did um, Aretha bring him in and um, support him mm-hmm. as he struggled to sing pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. she provided the cover for him as as his yeah. which yeah. I thought was really
0: brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant, beautiful. So this song actually. When the Four Tops did it, it reached number 40 on the U.S. Billboard's um, Hot Black Singles Chart. So it didn't really do that well. Um, And I don't really remember hearing it until The Preacher's Wife.
1: Until The Preacher's Wife, um, I don't think it was that much of a mm-hmm. hit at uh, in the in the younger generation mm-hmm. of that time it mm-hmm. might have been well known in people older mm-hmm. but it was not a, uh, it needed somebody else mm-hmm. to bring it mm-hmm. and make it more contemporary
0: mm-hmm. and who better than Whitney Houston and that's right
1: i will never leave your side i will never hurt your pride when all the chips are down
0: So Whitney Houston does it in in '96, and this song goes to um, number two on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart mm-hmm. uh, because of what she does with it, yes. right? So um, talk to me about. I know you're you're not a film watcher, <laughs> so you probably never watched The Preacher's Wife, but you've heard the soundtrack many times. Yes. There's a lot of gospel on on that yes. album. She stars in this film with. Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful film um, because how often do we get to see black love you know. Denzel is the angel and she's the, she is the preacher's wife and so the, the story is about the love that she has with, with the preacher but Denzel is certainly part of the whole mix because he's so fine. But, uh, but this song is in the middle of that of that film okay. and so what does Whitney do? What is the Whitney effect? How would you describe it?
1: The Whitney Effect, that is the, the star power to take something that was great and make it just a blast. Whitney lending her skills so that song and her influence to that song brought it to a level of understanding that I think even the Four Tops didn't imagine would happen. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the, the Four Tops were legendary mm-hmm. before then, so mm-hmm. it's not that they were begging for attention mm-hmm. or anything, but she brought it to a level where I think people in my generation who were... Thinking about love mm. and romance falling love. and falling in love, mm-hmm. brought it to our generation mm-hmm. to consider. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, listen, this mm-hmm. is a song that has uh, it's for it's by the OGs, mm-hmm. but this song is good for you. Mm-hmm. She's and refreshed
0: it for you. Correct, this have, I've touched it up mm-hmm. here and there, mm-hmm. put
1: a little bit of me and me mm-hmm. in it, and here it is.
0: Mm-hmm. This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan. We'll be right back. This is Cover Story with Stephanie Khan. Now, back to my conversation with Tommy Washonikhan about the classic song, I Believe in You and Me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to um, what she did with I Will Always Love You, which I talked about in our previous episode with Brandon Boyd, mm. um, where we talked about the Dolly Parton version and the Whitney effect on, on that song. Seems you're like Whitney. <laughs> well, we can't get away from, from that voice. Mm-hmm. But but you're absolutely right. I think her treatment of it really brings it, it makes it more youthful, right? Um, and brings it to a new generation of, of listeners. And of course, because it's Whitney, she draws... That's the beginning out you know she plays with the time.
1: You will always be the one For me Oh yes you will
0: And not that Levi Stubbs didn't do that too, but she just did it in her in her own way with that sort of honey in, in her voice that. Right we've come to, I mean it's a distinctive voice yes we, yes. we can't get away from Correct. from that I'm, I'm going to read out a few of the lyrics because mm-hmm. the special part about this episode mm-hmm. is that we you and I get to think about our our relationship mm-hmm. you know in 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 this song so um, but there's this line in the in the song Tommy where, where she says or oh, device stops, depending on on, on which version when all the chips are down, mm. then I will always be around just to be right where you are. My love, you know, I love you. So so let's talk about how we have overcome those chips when the chips are down.
1: Um, now that you talk about that particular part of the song, my mind goes directly to Levi Stubbs treatment of mm. that mm. version in the live performance.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: and how his emotions, mm-hmm. physical emotions, mm-hmm. were reflecting in the way the song was delivered. Oh, never leave your son. Yes, come on. Hey, sing never me, man. Don't by. hurt your All the ships are now. Sing me, Come on. Right. I will always be right. Sing, baby. For you. Well, 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 well. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it was a bold statement of commitment. Mm-hmm. I think he sung that song mm-hmm. that
0: day. And if, if I could just also add, and I love that you went back to, even though I'm trying to take you to Whitney's version, you're taking me back to <laughs> Levi's version um, with the four tops. But um, when you said that, it made me also think about... Black men, you know, mm-hmm. th- the fact that Levi Stubbs was a black man. Correct. Right? Um, and the struggles, it's its a historical fact mm-hmm. that, um, you know, during slavery, African-American men mm-hmm. and women mm-hmm. were not, they were not allowed to enjoy mm-hmm. romantic love. The structures of slavery mm-hmm. um, really did, did not allow for that human right, that the, the dignity of, of romance. Of romance. Um, and of course, the after effects of all of that. You sure. know, and we've you know, we can talk for days about um, how what happened back then in the sixteen hundreds has affected mm. waves and waves of generations mm. of of, of African Americans. So yeah, so when you talk about him explaining the chips being down, mm-hmm. we really can extend that, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholders Mm -hmm. so we can as beholders think about all the ways in which black men black women too Mm -hmm. you know when we think of whitney's version Mm -hmm. when the chips are down what are the chips that come down for black people specifically you know and how do we carry each other as a community as a couple you know through through to to the other side um we are recording this in a week um after Another killing of a bl- another black man, mm-hmm. you know. Chips being down is very much an understatement, you mm-hmm. know. So chips could be, you know, our finances. It could be, you know, figuring out how to talk to our son mm-hmm. after the killing of Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, or Jalen Walker, mm-hmm. or or any of them, right? So anyway, I I got a little deep there, but. Um, but but what you said then made me think of what the chips could be for, for for this this black man or the black woman who is who's singing.
1: Yeah. This um, well, for him, when he says the chips are down, bottom line, I see it as captured in one in one frame, which is dignity. Mm. And when um, it it's not necessarily economic, financial. Uh, it's, I think, dignity. Mm-hmm. When um, a man's dignity has been stripped or ripped, mm-hmm. or you know, or even just bruised, mm-hmm. it takes a it takes a bashing on the family. Mm-hmm. And you know, and most like, most usually, of course, the spouse gets mm-hmm. to know or hear about it first. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when he says the chips are down, he might be referencing you know, financial situations. But I, I wager that it. More about when his dignity mm-hmm. has been tampered with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of us have have had that happen, and you know, it's like the other song that Gerald Levert covered of Bet, Mid, Bet Midler, um, "The Wind Beneath My Wings." <laughs> right, this mm-hmm. idea of always being the one to so, so sort of buffet the other Correct. when when um, when when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a part um, in the middle of the song when both Stubbs and Whitney Houston, um, it's where they say, deep inside, right? So th- this idea that Levi Stubbs, when he goes to certain notes, hmm. he'll, pull, he'll move the mic away. correct, so for he effect. Can really, for effect, and then he can really express himself. Sometimes it, his voice goes to the falsetto okay. and, then some, and then it comes back down. Correct. And Whitney, of course, does this masterfully as well. Inside, and then the last stanza, or the last verse, uh, he, uh, they sing, I was lost, now I'm free. For for me, I think of all the years before we met, mm-hmm. when I didn't think I was beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And then we met, and then you reinforced the fact that I was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what um, you were? <laughs> thank you, my dear. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to to say that twenty seven years later. <laughs> but 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 you said you've said it every year. Mm-hmm. So for those reasons, I think this song just keeps giving us so much life, you know, because we can reminisce on, on, on the song. Which version do you like better? Tommy me
1: Well, I'm an originalist. <laughs> Even though I cannot take anything away from Whitney and what she has accomplished with that song and with many other things, for some reason as a man I think when Levi Stubbs sings that song he makes something of it that um, I think touches men mm. in a different way. Whitney is, I mean, it, her emotions are all in it, but there's something to hear a grown, groveling man <laughs> <laughs> sing with such emotions mm-hmm. at towards the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's 22 or 23 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a sex symbol at that point mm-hmm. in time. So he, had, he, there was nothing about anything been sensuous
0: mm-hmm.
1: about the way he was singing even though it, it could be interpreted mm-hmm. that way right, but right. you know he was the way the way the way he sang uh, and how he sang was more than that uh, it came across as a genuine feeling a genuine um, demonstration of appreciation mm-hmm. of of uh, gratitude and, you know, just Mm -hmm. commitment.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that idea of masculinity being allowed to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Yes. That, that you can be vulnerable. You can show that your chips fall. You can show that, that, that you stumble, that you fall and that you will, that you are still committed nonetheless. Correct. Right. Correct
1: as you said, it was recorded in eighty uh, two they were not young They were was not young at that mm-hmm. time F- to even take um a stab at that must have meant that he had to draw from something mm-hmm. from a well mm-hmm. that existed. I don't think a twenty two or thirty year old would have done that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know with the kind of with the kind of um emotion and mm-hmm. the kind of passion he deployed mm-hmm. when he did it mm-hmm. so very compelling yes how he did it yes yes.
0: Mm-hmm. yes. And of course, we're talking mostly about Levi Stubbs because he really does, this is almost a solo for him. I mm-hmm. think the Four Tops come in towards the end mm-hmm. where they come in and they, they provide some harmony on a couple of measures. But, but for the most part, it's just Levi Stubbs. Maybe I'm a fool to feel the way I do,
1: but I would play.
0: Okay, so every time I have a guest in, I ask them to imagine a spectrum of one to a hundred mm-hmm. and ascribe part of that one hundred to Levi Stubbs mm-hmm. and part of it to Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. they've got a hundred that they must share mm-hmm. in in your heart. Correct. So how, how much of it will go to Levi and how much will go to... Whitney, would it be fifty fifty, twenty eighty? What would it be?
1: To be honest with you, if I'm going to be fair, even though I my personal preference, you know, I have to say this is a situation where I give sixty-five to Whitney. What? Yeah, sixty-five to Whitney. To Whitney? Whitney? Yeah, I am
0: so <laughs> shocked. Yeah,
1: and thirty five. The reason being
0: And thirty five to Levi?
1: Correct. Not because I don't like. I, I, obviously, I've, I, you know, explained mm-hmm. that. I, you know, I prefer um, Levi's, but you cannot. We cannot take away the Whitney effect in bringing that song out for people in that generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for that, we, you know, we have to be grateful. We have yeah, to be grateful. That's right. You that's know, right. We can't take it away because if she didn't go and blow on those, on those horns of hers, mm-hmm. we wouldn't know of it.
0: Yes, and I certainly would not have. Brought it to your attention, sir, and made you listen to it a thousand correct, times. Correct,
1: correct. You know, and then and then I I, I discovered you know the Levi Stubbs mm-hmm, version,
0: mm-hmm. the four tops version. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, th- I I like that. I think I think I would naturally I'd give give that same um, almost the same. I probably would give Levi more than thirty five. I might give I might give the four tops version because you've made me listen to it more and. Instead of saying um, "I love you, boy," as Whitney says, he says "I love you, girl." And I love to imagine you saying "You love me." <laughs> so that's so. <laughs> I know. So I'll give I'll give Whitney sixty and um, the Four Tops forty. Mm-hmm. So thank you, dear, for coming in. Um, I'm glad that we got to record this this chat about one of our favorite songs. We have lots more on the Steffi Wah um, <laughs> pa- uh, his playlist. But this is the one that we wanted to talk about. So um, thank you for coming. You're welcome. You've been listening to Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan. We're talking about the songs we all love, the stories behind them, and how they live on through covers. I'm Stephanie Shanakan. On the next episode, I'll be talking with my friend and DJ, Eric Chang. We're going to look at a song that arises right out of American history, culture, and identity, and has had a very long life of its own, The Ghost of Tom Joad. It's a song that tells a story and unites two very different artists, Bruce Springsteen and Rage Against the Machine. That's next time on Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan. Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan is produced by Janet Saidi, Ryan Formuliner, and editor, Erin Hay, with me, Stephanie Shanakan. This podcast is a collaboration between KBIA News and Vox Magazine. You can find more about this podcast on Twitter at KBIA and at Vox Mag. And check out more about the podcast in the current issue of Vox Magazine at voxmagazine.com. See you next time.